This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Gosh, there's just um <laughs> there's just so much going on, dude. Yeah, things are things are nuts, but uh good and in, in piped them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so, a thing? Like piped them? I, I think well it should be. It right? should be. I mean, we've got uh, you know, it, it, everyone's got their little fiefdom and there's christendom. Can we <laughs> we should we should have pipe piped them. And then and maybe they can kind of overlap with all the other dumbs. So let it be written. And just be dumb. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, let's uh, let, let's start off by addressing the elephant in the room. So last week we teed up that we would be back in the shop for the live show this week. Uh, however, uh, unbeknownst then, to me, then, yeah, the plague decided like, oh, hey, you thought you were done. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to come to your house and then wreck the place and <laughs> beat the crud out of you. And yeah, you, you sound uh, you sound awful. I, I, I look awful. And I feel awful. I, w- I wasn't going to say that. Well, but, that's true, know, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you definitely today have a face for radio. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's true. Man. Wow. Uh, it, it, no, it happens, you know, this time of year, um, uh, it, uh, you get pretty cruddy. And, man, you know, it, you having kids and stuff, too, you got an immune system that just it can only take so many licks, right? Dude, my theory is that, you know, I gave it to I gave it to the rest of the family, and then the kid's immune system mutated it and threw it right back at me and said, yeah. no, you. you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But anyway, so, of course, uh, That's great. this week we're not in the shop, but next week, you know, it almost works out even better. We'll be uh, live from the shop. Well, yeah, it's like a, a return with a Thanksgiving special exciting extravaganza. Absolutely. Something like that. It's going to be fun. Uh, all right, so of course, as part of the Thanksgiving special, we will be uh, showcasing the entries into the Thanksgiving Custom Cobb competition. Yeah. Now, we, we gave plenty of head, heads warning and everything else. So if any cobs that we get in after today when we record this show, so which was Monday by the time you listen to this show, yeah, yeah. basically, uh, if, if your cob came in but not on time, uh, it'll still be showcased, but you won't be eligible for for prizes yeah. but anyway yeah. all, all that to say we will be uh, showcasing the cobs that we got in and uh, talking about some other goodies as well I mean from what I hear man some uh, some some new tobaccos uh, returning tobaccos no, that, and new tobaccos that's about. right man the return of figgy pudding here oh, at the Country Squire dude. and so uh, you know it's our annual uh, Christmas blend we've done this now for I guess the past uh, three or four years and, huge local um, favorite yeah you know it, it's one of those that um, it has just blasted off we only sell it in two ounce increments and it'll go it'll go until it's gone so, uh, you know, we make fixed amounts of this stuff. And, uh, you know, we generally um, have been selling out kind of early, uh, early to mid-December. Uh, so we've got we've got quite a bit, but we'll see this year. There's been a whole lot of uh, interest in that. So, um, you know, it's a full-bodied aromatic. We'll talk more about it next week, but um, really, really uh, happy to have that back. And then, of course, our uh, our new one, uh, Cordial Friends. Yeah. Cordial friends, um, you're going to have uh, a variety of uh, flavors in this one, but it's it's definitely uh, nice for the sweeter, uh, you know, the lover of the sweeter palates or the, the sweeter uh, sweeter tobaccos. So. I'm excited, man. We'll yeah. be talking more about those tobaccos yeah. next week as part of the uh, that's the uh, Thanksgiving special. Oh, that's it. But they, they are available now, though. If anyone wants to get them, you can uh, get those at uh, thecountrysquireonline.com. Actually, this is the first time we've ever like like you know. So we'll be talking about these tobaccos next week. And we're giving people a heads up, which means they could actually get the tobaccos and smoke them while we're talking about oh, that's them. That's right. Yeah. Typically, it's like, oh, the tobacco talk type of uh, podcast. What are they talking about? Like, oh, I should go try that out. Now you could try it out while you're listening With us. to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, so really excited for that. And um, and yeah, so, but de- definitely tune in next week. Again, we will be live from the Country Squire 
at noon unless I'm dead. Like that's that's the only thing. If this thing just grows and grows and grows and kills me, right. then, then we probably won't be live because I'll be dead. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Li- li- Country Squire live from uh, glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, what a, what a beautiful thought. That would be great. All yeah, right, man. Yeah, we got a great uh, we got a great show for everybody though today. Uh, very special interview this week. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Um, of course, everyone knows that we uh, are big fans of uh, you know certain brands on Country Squire Radio. We love uh, the folks at uh, Savinelli, Cornell and Deal Tobacco. Um, you know, so many different uh, you know flagship brands that uh, have you know been venerated over the years and um uh, those are distributed so many of those great brands are distributed in america by law dc law dc uh is a company that uh has a bunch of things going on but they're very important to the pipe world and uh and we are very uh, glad to have jeremy wills in today to uh talk about law dc he's the national sales manager with them been with them a few years now and uh just a good friend of the shop and uh, you know has has really got a good idea of you know what the pipe market's doing and uh you know and and obviously is an expert on so many of their incredible brands. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to talking to him. All right. Well, we are joined in the studio today with Jeremy Wills. Uh, Jeremy is the national sales manager for Laudisi, uh, which does a lot of things, but let's just say we're big fans. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get Jeremy to explain here shortly uh, more about Laudisi, but uh, we've got a, got a great show planned today, and we're so grateful that he, uh, that he came on. But uh, Jeremy, thanks for joining us, man. Welcome to Mississippi. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It's yeah. been a, a really nice, warm welcome. Well, that's good. You, you know, you're, you're in the, like, the classy part of South. I just want to welcome you to the dirty south you, you know? know we yeah. have a thing we have a saying in uh in south carolina thank god for mississippi no that's right so yeah and, it's, and it's been nice to see it fleshed out oh and that, exactly yeah i put on my uh my dress shoes today for you yeah um we, we you know we only bring out on special occasions well, yeah. <laughs> very much appreciate and i practice my reading as well so uh, yeah it's good man uh, seriously so glad you got to come and uh man just are, are thrilled to to have you here of course um our, our friend bill haggerty also here with law dc and uh bill is um uh one of the best sales reps that we have ever uh, had um, at, at the Country Squire. We're, we're thankful for him too. So, um, yeah, man, let's let's dive right in. I'm just so thrilled you got to come. A lot of folks are like, "Oh, this is great! Pipe smoking podcast. Um, love uh, love love pipes. Love premium tobacco. Uh, all into the hobby." What is a law DC? <laughs> so why don't you uh, why don't you tell us about your company and then uh, what what do y'all do and and what's your role there? So, uh, Ladisi Enterprises, um, if you're in the pipe community, you've probably come across in some way. Um, that's our parent company. Uh, and then the division that I, I, uh, I sort of manage is Ladisi Distribution Group. Yeah. Uh, so, the company as a whole, um, that's the parent company for SmokingPipes.com, mm-hmm. for Cornell and Deal, the manufacturing facility. Um, now, Peterson as well with Peterson Pipes and, uh, and their accessories. And then, of course, they're the parent company for, for my organization, Ladisi Distribution Group. Um, um, and basically, we're a field sales force. Uh, we're um, the distributors here in the U.S. market for Savinelli, yeah. for Rossi Pipes, uh, Cornell and Deal, obviously. And, and those brands are also going to be things like you know GLPs, Briarworks, yeah. Uh, yeah. Captain Earl's, Two Friends. Um, and now uh, Peterson's our most recent 
recent acquisition, so that's right. <clears throat> an owned property. Uh, and then uh, we also do some some distribution for Planta out of Germany. Um, so those are things like Presbyterian, some Holger Dansk, some, some stuff I know you got at the Squire yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Those are recent acquisitions, or, or rep- I guess parts of your portfolio too, is that right? Sure, I know yeah. the, uh, the, the Presbyterian mixture came in, I think, earlier this year. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. Planta was new for us for, for 2018, and then, of course, uh, Peterson's... Uh, uh, been new for, for for 2018, so yeah, it's been a, a yeah. big growth year for us. It's a huge year. Yeah. yeah. Now, Law DC is not that old, is it? No, no, relatively new. Um, so I know Savinelli was self-distributed. There was like a Savinelli USA, and I guess now when Law DC came on board, that kind of morphed into that, or was bought. Maybe the assets were bought by Law DC. Yeah, sort of. Um, so uh, Savinelli was doing their um, own distribution with Savinelli USA here yeah. in the U.S. It was a wholly owned subsidiary. Um, and they got to 2011, 2012, and we're just kind of looking at at sort of production and you know their distribution business, everything, and, and where they were stretched across the board, and just decided that uh, you know what, we need to really stick to what we're good at, and that's manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. when they approached Sykes and said, "Hey, we we know you're being really successful here in the U.S. market with our products." How can you help more people do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's where the conversations for for um, uh, Ladisi Enterprises uh, to to begin distributing uh, Savinelli began. Okay. And and that was really the nexus for Ladisi Distribution Group. Um, you know, uh, we we wanted to make sure that we kept our our business unit separate. So you know, yeah, retailing separate from distribution. And yeah. What eventually came down the road was, you know, now manufacturing as well. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you're wearing a lot of hats, right? I mean, you've <laughs> yeah. got, I mean, think about it. You've got the retail side and then under the distribution side, just a whole host of things. And of course, some of the best known brands in the in the world uh, and certainly the United States. So um, you've talked about some of those, br- those brands. Uh, how did, how did, you know, you've got Sykes Wilford, obviously there, just a real, uh, you know, titan in our industry and uh, someone that's worked really hard to promote pipe smoking. Um, did, did he approach the other folks like maybe GLPs and uh, Briarworks and, and Cornell and Deal? How did how did those brands also come underneath the sure. Lacey banner? So um, with Peas, for example, they yeah. were already doing business with uh, Cornell and Deal. Cornell and Deal was was Peas's manufacturer prior to the acquisition. Right. Uh, so we acquired uh, Cornell and Deal back in 2014, uh, and that's where sort of some of those tobacco relationships really began uh, to to develop. Um, obviously, okay. Peas was already in place, uh, and that's also where you get brands like Two Friends. Um, yeah. You know, the Two Friends are uh, Craig Tarler, the original yeah. owner of of Cornell and Deal, right. And Greg Peas. Yeah. So those are your two friends. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there's just you know there's a there's a couple of products like that 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 have kind of grown out of that Cornell and Deal family. Yeah. Um, now of course Briarworks was new to that. Yeah. Um, you know Briarworks has had a tremendous spurt of growth here uh, mm-hmm. in the past four or five years, um, <clears throat> and you know with the success that. Uh, I guess we were having with their products on the retail side uh, from from a kind of company-wide perspective and uh, sort of their opportunities for growth. Uh, we just saw that that brand, I mean, and the tobaccos that, that, that Jeremy Reeves was able to put together for them, Absolutely. it just works, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. You know, they're great blends. They, they're, you know, varied and different and give, you know, I think that line does a really good job at giving you a little bit of everything. You know, you've got a couple of aromatics over here. You've got, you know, something like Country Lawyer, which has got, you know, some of that cigar leaf, a little bit Absolutely. of beef. You're in there, yeah. Um, so I, you know, for for a, 
for uh, a collaboration like that, it, it's really just perfect. You know, it, it yeah. sums up everything about I think both brands really easily, all in you know seven nice little blends. Well, I, I do think your uh, you know the whole portfolio kind of works together, right? You've got uh, just a real um, you know this is top of the line stuff, but it's also used by everyday you know people. It, you know, Cornell and Deal, Savinelli, uh, Caribi lighters, all these kind of things. It's it's premium product, but um, really affordable, accessible. Y'all do a good job of promoting uh, at a events and pipe community stuff and so that's you know i think that speaks well to, to what you guys are doing um okay so let, let's talk about your some of your products individually so savinelli obviously um we're big fans of at the squire we've sold for you know literally since our inception just uh, huge huge fans of of that brand um how has that brand stayed uh current and fresh uh throughout the years even though it's a really historic company you know and, and, and we've had a lot of these older companies that have either fallen off the the map or maybe they've gotten a little stale savinelli keeps kind of pushing the envelope and staying interesting um you know what do you uh what do you attribute that to so i think a lot of it goes down to leadership um you know part of it is savinelli is very proud of what they do um and and i think that obviously shows in the tradition and the craftsmanship that they put into every piece uh but their current ceo sonia uh she has really done a fantastic job she comes from a, a fashion background yeah uh so i think you know sort of ingrained within her business sense yeah. is that staying on top of trends and you know looking at what's going to be the next thing coming up um i think that's where a lot of it comes in you know they're they're listening to feedback from us on the distributor side um you know we look at an example like last year where uh, they were listening and soliciting feedback off instagram and ended up you know making yeah. a pipe design out of it i know right you know they're just they're they're finding unique ways uh to still be savinelli right you yeah. know uh a Savinelli 320 hasn't changed. Right. Um, you know, you still get that essence of the premium Italian pipe maker all wrapped up into the package. But, right. But sort of the the style and, um, you know, almost like a, you know, costume that that pipe is wearing, you know, whether it be like an Oceano or a, a Dolomiti, you know, yeah. the bones are still there. The proportions yeah. are still Italian, uh, but we're looking at it in a different way. That's interesting. I've never thought about it that way. But, you know, all your shapes obviously are super consistent. Occasionally you'll have some, uh, you know, uh, maybe a few little differences in the stem or something. But uh, overall, your shapes are the same, but they uh, have the opportunity to be dressed up in different different ways. So um, that's good. You know, uh, also kind of the the sister company of, of Savinelli, Rossi, uh, which is now produced by Savinelli. Correct. Um, yeah. that, you know, that that's a historic brand in its own right. But now, uh, you know, they're everywhere. Uh, we, we see Rossi's all over the place. I mean, I, you know, they're just such good. Uh, it, it's a sweet price point. There's, it's such a good entry-level pipe. I, I point people to Rossi's all the time. And, I, um, you know, we, we regularly talk about them on the podcast um, because it's such a good, high-quality pipe for a reasonable price. So um, where, what has been behind the explosion of that brand? Uh, wh- where has that come from? So, so Rossi, like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. It, it's right in or sort of what we call the sweet spot. You know, uh, it's, you're getting just such great value. You know, that briar is the same briar stock we're turning Savinelli bowls out of. Yeah. It's just, these happen to be Rossi's. Um, I mean, when you talk about Savinelli's briar supply, if Savinelli was to stop buying briar today, we'd still have 20, 30 years worth of production left. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's incredible. Absolutely. Wow. That That's warehouse, it, it, I mean. Have you it, seen it? Absolutely. You've yeah. been there. It is. It yeah. is. And it, 
it it almost is suffocating. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to describe it. It's this <laughs> this dark, unlit. You know, of course we were during the day, but you know, so you got shadows coming in and just I don't know. It's there was something unique about a, a place like that. Just yeah. this all this uncut yeah. briar, you know, just blocks hanging out of crates and whatnot. It was uh this disheveled beauty. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that's a lot of it. You know, the it's it's being able to still give you those same things that you expect out of a Savinelli. The great yeah. shaping, uh fantastic engineering, you know, quality materials, but being able to deliver it at at a really great value. Sure. Um, yeah. And you know, when you look at the Rossi line, you're looking at, you know, something like say the um the Rubino. Yeah. You know, that's an old Savinelli line. That's the old Duca Carlo. You know Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're yeah. You're, it, it's I give Savinelli a lot of credit for finding ways to not only one breathe new life into their lines, but also be able to deliver for the consumer. Yeah. You know, when when yeah. you're talking about a pipe customer who is you know nervous about their first pipe, and you know, for, you know <laughs> everybody remembers their first pipe, like yeah. 50, 60, 70 bucks. That's, well, if you're going to buy your first quality pipe, absolutely, yeah. it's yeah. a it's a commitment. Yeah, um, and to for you know for a new pipe smoker to be able to get started off on the right foot with a quality yeah. piece of briar yeah. that's going to look good, you know, and, and, and not get you ran out of the pipe club. I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Rossi really feels the niche. Um, know, right. <laughs> you know, we, we're seeing this new sort of next crop of, of pipe smokers come up and, you know, they're younger, uh, they're interested in, in trying different things. Yeah. And, uh, and a Rossi's just, I think a lot of them are finding a Rossi's a, really, a great vehicle for, really good for that for travel. That's that's cool. That's cool. Well, one thing that Rossi's and Savinelli's both have in common um, is the you know relatively prevalent use of the balsa insert for for them. Is that something that's going to be sticking around in the American market? Is that changing at all? You see that? Um, it, what's where's that going? So I, I know I know filters are a lot more common in the European market, sure. and, and particularly the bigger filters. But in America, you know, we've got a lot of people that are like, oh, filter pipes, you know, and we that's where we really push the converter that comes with Savinelli's, and that's what I personally use in all my uh, Savinelli's is the little the little converter. Um, where, where's where's that going? You know, for for every five that I have tell me that man, you can keep the filters. Yeah, I, I have five tell me that I I, I won't smoke my seven LA without my without filter. them. Yeah, yeah. So, so same here as a retailer, I get the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. I, as far as you know, what we're going to see from sort of our standard production pipes, I, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, like you say, every pipe comes with a converter tube. You know, I, I think the six millimeter um, draft hole gives us that option. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you have the converter, so you still have sort of that that way to go unfiltered. But you know, the balsa system is is really where Savin only kind of made a name for itself yeah. uh, here in in the last half of this century or the previous century. Right. Um, so I don't think it's going anywhere. But, yeah. you know, what we are seeing is more options when it comes to the the three millimeter drill unfiltered, yeah. uh, especially going into things like Punta Oro and Jubileo de Oro. So some of your higher end, Absolutely. Uh, hand, hand, you know, 100% hand uh, made stuff. I mean, you're going to see more of that probably on that end of the spectrum. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just and, to offer more options for yeah, people absolutely. willing to spa- spend that much money on a piece of briar that's, you know, worth a worth a car payment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and, and I think to that point, you know, the especially on those higher end um, 
um, those higher end styles. Yeah. Um, you know, really the consumer, that's what they're after. They're after an unfiltered pipe. Yeah. Um, for the most part, not to say that, you know, there aren't, aren't some, um, some guys out there that are, you know, wanting a, you know, triple odd autograph no. with, with a six millimeter filter. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm happy to sell it to them. Yeah. Um, but generally, we see that the market skews more towards um, three millimeter unfiltered. In once you start getting um, sort of into the Jubileo autograph realm, yeah. Okay, how do you how do you say it? Jubileo. Are you sure? Do we want to give it to Bill? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it, it's funny. I I love. Uh, it, it, that's how I've always heard it. But I I love people when they come in the shop. It, they uh, there's all kinds of ways to butcher that. Yes. Yeah, especially if you're in the deep south, and uh-huh. we, we're we're not particularly good at pronouncing things. So so we got it from the source. It's Jubilio. Yeah. All right. We think. We think. <laughs> okay. Could be Gublio. All right. I that's the other one that I get regularly. All right. That, that that's good. That's yeah. good. That that you know. So we'll we'll go with that for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let, let's pivot to uh to Peterson. You meant you sure. mentioned Peterson, of course. Law DC uh bought Peterson. Yeah. Uh, not not just as distributing it, but 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 bought the brand, but yeah. the, the pipe side of the brand. So um how did the deal uh go down and um you know w- tell us tell us about that and what's in the immediate future for uh, for Pierce sure sure so um, in the world of mergers and acquisitions our deal went through amazingly quickly uh, living it every day it drug on forever yeah, yeah. I can, well, you know, anytime you've got a, a company as historic as Peterson and probably, uh, you know, running a, an older business myself, although not nearly as old as Peterson, but, you know, you start to develop a, a, a quaint messiness about your business. You know? and, and I'm sure Peterson would just kind of eat up with that type of stuff, you know, so I'm, I'm sure it was complicated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the deal had a lot of moving pieces. So like you mentioned, you know, we purchased the, um, the pipe factory. Um, we also purchase the retail location and and sort of those pipe related assets so things like you know the peterson brand and sherlock holmes you know yeah. all, all those names that you're familiar with uh they're they're um, um accessory lines as well so the pouches that sort of thing sure um the purchase of the the portion of the business that we did not purchase was the tobacco portion of the business okay so recently um, those have been the same company or historically i guess correct. they have uh, but but now uh similar to the dunhill situation the the pipes and the tobaccos will be manufactured by separate companies correct okay yep okay yeah so uh stg lane scandinavian tobacco group um you know they they purchased the tobacco assets um so they're going to be responsible there for for production and, and distribution you know I, I expect we'll see it in the market fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows what changes they're going to make as well. Keeping the Peterson name, we think, though. Yes, I we mean, do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, I, and I think that, you know, that was sort of the central thrust right. behind the acquisition was to be able to keep keep a hold of that brand. Okay. Um, okay. But as far as, you know, changes that we're going to see over time, you know, I think we're already already starting to see them. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we have a new price list out, um, which is yeah. going to be reflective of the, of the 2019 lines. There's a couple lines that are going away. Um, you know, we're sort of the first steps here um in this in this sort of process are um identifying the opportunities and then and then uh you know coming up with a plan to attack those so one of the first opportunities was a you know list of production or pipes that 
were produced by the factory that was a little bit all over the place. You had some pipes being produced like just for the U.S. market, yeah. just for you know Asian market, that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, whenever you have something like that where you're, you're sort of cordoning off your your production, you're going to run into issues. Um, yeah. So so the first thing that we did was sort of streamline um, the line. It's going to be universal the portfolio. Exactly okay. that. Yeah, that portfolio is now going to be universal across the world. So uh, we're not. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's okay. gonna it's gonna really ease production and and give us time to focus on sort of the nitty-gritty details, you know, getting yeah. in there and um, our draft holes in the right location and, you know, are they coming up high in the bowl or low in the bowl? Yeah. And, and you know, all those sort of yeah. sort of little uh, detail work that yeah. that needs to be done yeah. um, can only be done once we kind of get sort of those processes back where they need to be. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. I think actually, you know, sort of the process refinement is going to help a lot of some of the, the quality issues that, that have popped out for Peterson here over the past few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot to be said about uh, getting a process in place and getting it right and um, being able to execute it at a high level. Uh, I think being able to do that at Peterson is going to allow us to to really see some results uh, when it comes to not only increased production, but I think better production as well. And, and hopefully relatively quickly. I mean, I, I know that's difficult when you probably got a lot of the same guys that have been working there oh, for sure. decades. Absolutely. You know? I mean, they've, they've forgotten more about pipes than I'll ever know kind of thing. Yeah, I think uh, I, you know when the guys first came back from the factory. I think they were. I think they were telling me that the average tenure is uh, just north of fifteen years in the factory. Wow. So yeah, I wow. mean when you're talking about your average floor floor production workers, really experienced yeah. group of guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have. Um, uh, we're, we're fans of the Peterson brand, <laughs> but, I, you know, occasionally I've taken a, a little heat because, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm a politician enough and codependent enough where I want people to like me uh, <laughs> that I don't have a lot of hard and fast opinions on on our show, um, although I do have opinions. But uh, in, in recent years, as I've gotten frustrated as a retailer, um, some of my thoughts about the modern Peterson quality control has kind of, you know, come out a little bit. And I, I've gotten a little grief from that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, you know more and more um, you know just consistency on on that side because it's just such a it's such a beautiful brand it's got so much um, you know not just curb appeal but the uh, everyday uh, you know kind of every man's pipe uh, you know certainly the Irish factor and all that uh, it's a brand that pipe smokers want to be taken care of you know we, we want Peterson to have a good a good go of it right we want those pipes to uh, smoke right and last forever and all that kind of it's Peterson you know yeah. it's uh, I mean if we can't if, uh, if if we can't get Peterson's right what are we doing you know and so uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about that and um, you know I'm, I'm eager to see uh, you know those are already being distributed then through Law DC yep um, absolutely it, okay. yeah Okay. We picked up here for the uh, for basically the last three months of the year is when we uh, okay. we received the brand this year. So in consumer, you know, we've got a lot of our listeners that that love to shop through smoking pipes. Obviously, sure. that's going to be uh, probably for new releases and stuff. The I mean, if you can't find it there, you're not going to find it. Kind of thing. Is that <laughs> the? I mean, you know, is that kind of the? I mean, you know, that, that that'll be like a, the first place to look for Petersons. I'm assuming. So um, my job uh, also includes making sure that every store on the first day when something is available is where you can find it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, Smoking Pipes is a great retailer for us. You know, obviously with their their connection to us, they're really entrenched with our brands, Um, you know, staying on top of all our new things. Um, But, you know. Uh, yeah. There, there are other retailers who do a great job, you know, like yourself doing doing those same things. <laughs> no, that's good. I, you know, one thing, um, 
you know, I can say with all honesty is y'all y'all do support the um, the brick and mortar folks. So we're we're thankful for that. Um, Okay, so uh, let's let's pivot to the tobacco side, which okay. is uh, kind of where my heart lays. Although <laughs> I do love pipes, um, you know, and uh, I love uh, obviously what your historic brands have done and your lineup, uh, and certainly Cornell Deals, that flagship brand that uh, kind of brings all the uh, or a lot of the energy. And gosh, there's just all this new creativity that comes out. Jeremy uh, does such a fantastic job and is so. Uh, talented, uh, you know, staying true to tradition, but also pushing the envelope in different places. If you know Jeremy Reeves or met him, you know he's not scared of anything. <laughs> um, give us an overview of of what happens in the Cornell and Deal uh, factory. What, what's a what's an average day like there? Uh, you know, if you can just kind of give us the thirty thousand foot view. Sure, sure. Um, I think everybody out there that you know when I when I start talking about Cornell and Deal. Um, People have it in their head that it's a lot larger than it actually is. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we produce a lot of tobacco, but at the end of the day, it's like 10 guys back there. Yeah. Guys and gals. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> everything for, I mean, with with few exceptions, uh, just about everything is done by hand. I mean, when we, when we say hand-blended in the Carolinas... Rob is literally out there sitting with a big old trough of tobacco, <laughs> digging two arms deep in there, flipping it over, and making sure that everything is perfect. Um, that is cool. I mean, man. yeah, that is cool. From you know, it's it's hard to say what an average day looks like because, as you know, with Cornell and Deal's catalog and the three four hundred different blends that we have, it's prolific. Yeah, there's there's no average day down there. That's for sure. Um, but you know, you know, going into the warehouse. Going into the production area, you're you're looking at pallet racks and pallet racks of just cases of tobacco. Right. Ship 220 kilos at a time. Okay. Um, and that's everything from you know I was I was actually just showing somebody around there down down there last week, and I mean everything from your you know bright and red leaves to your um, Izmir, which is one of my personal favorites. Love Izmir. Yeah. Uh, I mean bales of dark fired. You know, there's three four Perique barrels sitting in there. It's it's just the amount of tobacco um, you're never really prepared for. Like, it's it's just an astonishing amount of tobacco. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and this tobacco, uh, you know, historically a lot of the leaf has come from the Americas. Is that still the case? You you guys pride yourself on being an American company, and, and, and obviously we're thankful for that. But a lot of the leaf now is grown in places like Africa, South America. Sure. Is that, so is that right? A lot of our, um, right now in the warehouse, a lot of our crop year, when it comes to things that are traditionally American leaf, are, are right now um, are American crops. So our burleys, yeah. um, white and dark burley, yeah. um, bright leaf, um, red leaf, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we, we see a lot of those in produced to here in the U.S. Um, and Jeremy Reeves, you know, one of the things that he's been doing, uh, and I think this has really helped our crop year selection, is he's actually taking the USDA tobacco grading classes. Uh, so that when you know, he told me that. Yeah. yeah, that is so cool. So when we're going out to, um, you know, our distributor and, and looking at tobacco and they're showing us, you know, grades with just numbers and letters and hyphens in there that yeah. somehow you know make a name reeves can actually read that now yeah, uh, yeah. which is really helpful because uh, it tells you a lot about the leaf everything from color to sugar content to mm-hmm. nicotine level um all really important information as a blender to to really understand how that leaf is going to play oh in with gosh. your blend and you know with the modern uh, you know uh, just uh, 
the uphill battle that some of us in the industry tend to think we're up against occasionally with, uh, you know, premium tobacco. Um, it's a wonder the American government still even does that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, but it, it's great that Jeremy, you know, is, is plugged in enough to be able to step into there and uh, and, and get that kind of training. I mean, you, you know, you look at these old uh, photos of the old uh, auction, tobacco auctions back from the 40s and stuff where you got guys going around, uh, you know, bidding on these bales of tobacco and, um, you know, he, he's going to, he's he's got everything he needs to obviously make the best decisions on on all that stuff absolutely so, yeah. and you know what we found it uh, you know with with great leaf you can do great things um yeah and and that's what the guys down there are doing every day that's great yeah I, you know you you said that it is a um you know people think oh that's a huge company right you've got 10 people <laughs> down there like making this stuff uh by hand right and yeah. and so it's it's amazing you think about well um you know that's that's what that's the heart and soul of this is just uh when you're when you're buying Cornell and Deal tobacco, you, you know you're not supporting a uh, huge conglomerate. I mean, you're you know you're supporting real people. Absolutely, so, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, what what uh, you know it, it is you, you touched on this, but you know Cornell and Deal uh, obviously constantly coming out with new blends. I mean, and, and the portfolio is just incredible, right? It's not like oh, which uh, you know which uh, Virginia Darkfire Kentucky blend are you smoking from? You know, it's not the one blend. It's like, well, which one of the 15 blends are you? You know what I mean? It's it's incredible just the amount of blends that uh, that have come out of Cornell and Deal. Um, how is that possible with the current regulatory climate that we're in? You know, our, our whole industry kind of freaked out a couple of years ago with the FDA, uh, you know, deeming rules coming into place. And and we're, you know, we still have some concern about that, although it's uh, maybe been muted uh, over the past 12 months or so. But uh, and, and we don't know where that's going, uh, to be quite honest. But, you know, how, how, are, how do you all keep cranking out these uh, incredible blends uh, with that in place? And then also, what's the future of that? Sure. So, yeah, last year we saw a ton of new blends. Um, and and really that was making sure that we had all our ducks in a row, all our you know, T's crossed, I's dotted for the FDA FDA regulation. Yeah. So there were some dates involved with um, when things had to be on the market and that sort of thing, and and that's what really why you saw such a huge push um, to make you sure had that. To- beat those dates yeah absolutely yeah. it was it was basically a use it or lose it type situation um so we wanted to make sure that you know those recipes that we that we wanted to maintain were on the market um now this year 2018 i think you're going to see um you know our release schedule this year has been a little bit lighter um yeah but i think this is probably going to be uh for at least a until we know more about what the FDA is going to do, I think this is probably going to be the pattern for us. Yeah, um, you're going to see some, you know, seasonal variations, uh, things like um, some of those small batches that we've done. Okay, um, you know, you're going to see those type of iterations um, as far as new um, blends. So probably blends that you've seen before, um, but you know, with crop year changes, that sort of thing. Um, okay, you may see some small differences from year to year. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, my understanding for a while is that seasonal blends on the manufacturing side were kind of, kind of going to have to go away to some extent. But but there might be able to be some changes based on uh, you know blends that have already existed, but you're changing the you know the proportions of ingredients or something or how's that yeah i I, I don't know yeah there's a there's a lot down there in the nitty-gritty of the uh, of the fda regulatory framework um that 
answers and also avoids those questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and to be honest, all this is being litigated right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And so we don't we don't know where it's going. It, it could literally depend on uh, you know what the regulator or federal judge ate for breakfast that morning. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. we just you know we just don't know. Um, yeah. It, well, there's a lot um, you know certainly to be excited about in the future, but um, you know and and folks can get nervous about uh, you know the regulatory climate and all that, but. Um, there's a lot of new pipe smokers out there and a Absolutely. lot of them, you know, uh, there's a lot of great tobaccos and, uh, certainly, you know, a company like what you guys were doing, you know, putting out uh, hit after hit after hit. I love all the series tobaccos, you know, that are inspired by some kind of theme, you know, the, the most recent one that, uh, comes to mind, um, at, at least that I, um, have seen so much interest in has been the the Lovecraft series, yeah, the old ones, the old ones you know, yeah, and all absolutely. these all these tobaccos. Man, the nerd in me just freaks out every time <laughs> I uh, see that and and read the descriptions of those tins. And um, gosh, you've got uh, you know series, uh, you know the whole uh, what, what what's the series name that's got White Lightning and Appalachian Trail, uh, Appalachian Trail, you know Blue Ridge yeah. and all those. I mean, gosh, there's just so many uh, excellent tobaccos that uh, go along with that. So I, I think you know. You guys are telling a story along, you know, you're, you're buying into the story of it all, which the romantic in me, you know, really appreciates. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know, I think there's a lot of goodness there. Um, it, tell me, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, not every pipe manufacturer or pipe distributor uh, goes to, you know, events in the pipe world and is involved in the pipe community as you guys are. If if you go to a place like Chicago or, um, you know, the uh, IPCPR, you know you're going to bump into someone from Law DC. You, you know you're going to bump into some Savinelli guy, some Cornell and Deal sure. guy, if you don't bump into Jeremy Reeves himself <laughs> there, which is very, very um, uh, likely. Um, you know, so we love that about what you do. Uh, y'all are all really invested in the pipe community. Um Tell me how how Jeremy uh, did you get started uh, smoking the pipe and uh, you know t- what are your what are some of your favorite pipes and, and tobaccos? Sure, yeah. So um, I actually received my uh, my first pipe uh, from my now boss Ted Swearingen, who's yeah. the CEO over there. You've met Ted, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I later found out he gave it to me at my first interview for the position. I later found out it was a test. To see if uh, like I would actually like try it and mess with it and you know yeah. like attempt to maybe smoke it next time I came in for, for yeah. the second interview, which I did, and uh, I'm sitting here today, so I think uh, I think it went okay. It worked out. Yeah. Worked out uh, barely. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a Rossi 320 uh, Rubino. Nice. Uh, that was my that was my first first get. Uh, and and now like you know a few years beyond that, I'm like I did. Did pretty well for you my did first pretty pipe. Good, man. yeah. Golly, yeah. yeah I but think my uh, first pipe was a what was it? I, I've told the story before. It's a, it was a Doctor Graybo that I bought at Walgreens, and I put some uh, Captain Black White Label yeah. in it. So I mean, you started out, yeah. You, you had a much uh, a better chance of uh, staying in the game than I did. So <laughs> I think I think the first tobacco <laughs> he gave me was uh, Mountain Camp, one of our C and D blends. Okay. Um, found out really quickly that I'm not a huge Latakia fan. Uh, so there's that. Ah, the new kid. Let's throw him a Latakia bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Poor schmuck. Let's see if he sticks around. Uh, yeah. So. He's out vomiting behind the, uh, <laughs> on the back. Yeah. So now a few years removed from that, uh, uh, I, I really have sort of two favorite pipes. Yeah. Um, one of them was like the first pipe that I bought for myself, my first nice pipe, um, and that is a Savinelli Joker 504. I really like the Joker series. Yeah. yeah that's a, I feel like that's a, a one of the lines that um, 
needs more attention that that like that deserves more attention right you know? yeah. yeah i mean they're just it's classic style it's very classic yeah. yeah uh i love you know i'm a gamecock fan so it has a little kind of garnet and black right. band in right. there i mean maybe red but you know well it, it's, it's it's on the color wheel it, it, whatever helps you sleep at night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so that that's that's one that stays in my heavy rotation and uh, the well, other one, the other one that stays in the heavy rotation—well, not heavy rotation—but that that I that I like to break out is uh, I have a Punta Oro that I actually picked up um, in Italy. Um, wow! In its original box that was made in the '70s, unsmoked. Um, yeah, it's it's a bamboo shank too, which you never see on Punta Oro. See that? Yeah, yeah it's that's... a six. It's a six fourteen shape bowl. Okay, now so, remind know, me what uh, it's that Umpal jump. It's the umpal jaw, um- jaw hanger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So essentially, they just kind of cut the shank off of it and stuck a bamboo shank and put on that, it. Yeah, and then has a you know gold dot on the stem. For that's the, so uh, great. The Gosh, yeah. I bet that thing's gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a it was a crazy find too. You know, I yeah. I uh, it was you, you didn't get it at the Savinelli. I didn't factory no. or anything. I got it uh, in Milan. Uh, I had some extra time when I went over there to visit the factory and. Um, so went in, of course, into the Seven LA shop, and you know said hello, and had spent some time at the factory. So you know we're t- just talking to the clerks about some things that I had seen and that sort of thing, and uh, then you know went off about my day, and you know was not thinking about any anything tobacco related for the rest of the day. I was you know cathedral and modern art exhibit, you know, yeah, just enjoying my day in Milan, but happened to walk back past a uh, another tobacconist, uh, sort of you know not. Not across town. I mean, we're talking not more than, you know, 10 blocks away from the 7 LA shop. Wow. And, uh, you know, I walk in and was just sort of looking around and, you know, no 7 LA's. And I was thinking, you know, no big deal. Of course. Of course not. You know, 7 LA's right down the road. Um, and the you know, store owner approached me and, you know, he goes, well, you know, is there anything you're, you're interested in here? And I was like, oh, I just noticed that you don't have a whole lot of Savinelli's. I, I guess they sell them all down the street. And, you know, he tries to pitch me on Costello and sure. that, that was his brand. Yeah. So, you know, well, of I'd course, love, you know, you, to got, sell you, $800 pipe. you got, yeah. you got, a, you got <laughs> Milan divided there. You know, you got the Savinelli's on yeah. that side, Costello on the other. Sure. And, um, so, you know, I, I finally explained to him, like, why I was there and, you know, that sort of thing. And I was coming over to visit the Savinelli factory, worked with him in the U.S. And he was like, oh, well, you might enjoy seeing this then. <laughs> and he All pulled, of a sudden, he found some Savinelli yeah, that, he, that he was interested in selling. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes back there and just opens up a drawer and pulls out, uh, you know, if you're familiar with sort of Savinelli's from the 70s, they, they used yeah. to come in these sort of blue car, uh, like, cardboard but also sort of velvetized boxes yeah i know exactly what you're talking about pulls out one yeah. of those guys and inside it was this uh you know punto and uh i'm like you know trying to play it cool like this is i know this <laughs> yeah no that's all right yeah, yeah you know it's <laughs> average right um how much do you want for it and uh you know Punta Oro here, you're you know for a new production you're it's talking at least 200 bones right exquisite you, pipe yeah. golly um and he said, "Well, you know, uh, you, I get your connection, that sort of thing. I, how about ninety euro? What, like a hundred and thirty yeah, bucks? Yeah, about that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah didn't it sold. It didn't take you long. <laughs> yeah, didn't take you long. That's that's the kind of stuff that only happens in a pipe shop, right? Yes. You know, they've uh, oh, I've got this uh, you know priceless pack of uh, you know batch of pipes sitting under the." you know cash register you know with uh like you know chicken feed next to it or something it's just ridiculous like i mean who does that yeah, it's, absolutely. priceless pipes are just sitting back in the corner and you know um yeah it's just it's nuts <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean i i have to assume that you know that was like 
him buying out an estate or something. Yeah. Because how could a pipe like that sit in a shop for 30 years? I've seen it before. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I know. really have. It still blows really my mind have. every time it happens. I, it, it, it's amazing. When uh, when Mrs. Reeves passed away, uh, who founded our shop uh, 48 years ago, you know, we were digging through some of the old files that, you know, really she was the only one that had access to. And back there with some boxes, we found, we found pipe repairs that had never been returned to their uh, P or that, that you, you could see, you know, we we had the pipes repaired and then they had uh, uh, come back in and we had called the person. She actually kept a log of when she called them to try to get them to come pick up their pipes. They never did. We found these unclaimed pipe repairs from the mid 70s. It's Wild. just like those people are dead now. That's crazy. You know, and it's just all kind of unsmoked Savinelli's and Peterson's and uh, Sheraton's for goodness sake. Just wow. crazy stuff, you know. So only, only in a pipe shop. We're we're all hoarders. We just don't like to admit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what what kind of tobaccos do you smoke? So, you know, I really enjoy sort of uh, light aromatics and, and Virginia's uh, and Virginia Preaks specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, in CND, Bayou Morning, Bayou Morning Flake are a couple of my favorite vapors. Uh, outside of CND, I'm a big uh, uh, Escudo fan. Like that was one of my first tobaccos so good. outside Gosh. of CND that I found. Yeah, uh, you know, because it was kind of weird. I, I feel like a lot of people come to our organization as pipe people. Yeah, like Ludisi has probably the largest collection of of pipe people all in one building you know i, I probably I can, in the world yeah absolutely like i remember talking to uh to sykes you know fairly early on and you know within my first few months there and he described the company like a pipe club and you know as somebody from a <laughs> uh, you know somebody like me coming into it new just completely uh, you know, unintroduced even to the right. pipe community, that just kind of blew my mind. It's like, what do you mean your business is a club? Uh, but now, kind of looking back on that, you know, a few years down the road, it's like, oh, I see what you it mean. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this this whole industry is all about the community. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and that's what makes it fun. It uh, does, you know? man. It does. We all live like paupers, but gosh, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we do it. It is. Uh, it, it it is so much fun. Yeah, people really uh, are supportive of each other. Um, well. Uh, uh, one one last thing we also always like to ask guests um if you uh you know we we um think about all the historical and fictional uh, pipe smoking characters out there and folks uh throughout time if you had to had to smoke a pipe with uh with someone either from fiction or history uh who would it be you know i i actually have considered this question before uh and it's a fairly easy one i think for me and uh i'd go with graham chapman every time Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was a big Python kid growing up. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. I think every high school has one, like that weird kid who's who's quoting, you know, something like Holy Grail, and nobody's getting the references. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was me at my high school. Um, I think my my co-host Bo would probably appreciate that. I would say. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Graham Chapman would be it. That's I think, great. I think he'd be my guy. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, uh, la- last bit of housekeeping. So, um, you, uh, you're Game Cox fan. Game Cox fan. I am. I am. Uh, you are going to the uh, University of South Carolina versus Ole Miss game this Saturday. Correct. Correct. In, I am. in Oxford. Yep. Um, and so, as the good uh, as the good Mississippi State fan that I am, uh, this is the only time you'll ever hear me say this. Uh, go Game Cox. Attaboy. Glad to hear it. <laughs> appreciate you, sir. Yes, sir. Man, have uh, have fun. We appreciate you. We're so glad you, you came here. And um, Yeah, thanks for having me. And, I, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, man. Jeremy Wills from uh, Law DC. So glad to have you. And uh, man, thanks for, thanks for coming on board. Thanks, John David. 
man, what a great interview. Yeah, I always have fun talking to Jeremy. You know, uh, the the folks at at Laudisi are just incredibly helpful um, with everything. But he's just got such a good spirit, man. Even if he is a uh, a Gamecocks fan, you know, <laughs> that's a hockey uh, thing, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the yeah the with the hockey bat, it's cockfighting. The ho- right cockfighting. That's what it sounds like. It, it does actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it just uh, they do such a great job, man. I was glad to be able to get uh, get with him and um, man, thrilled that they were able to you know participate too in our slow smoke competition here in jackson and uh jackson pipe night and all that kind of stuff so but uh big fans of what they're doing there we really appreciate jeremy for coming on man some of our favorite people in the industry and speaking of some of our favorite people in the industry of course this episode is brought to us by the good folks at missouri meerschaum yeah man missouri meerschaum golly we love the folks at missouri meerschaum and um they just do a really good job of uh you know creating incredible pipes that uh are excellent for everyday pipes taster pipes uh outdoor pipes indoor pipes uh all the pipes <laughs> dude can i can i just say i was reflecting just the other day about m- one of my favorite missouri meerschaum pipes and everybody yeah. knows you know if you've been listening for some time oh his favorite missouri meerschaum pipe we're to talk about the country gentleman no that's well, right but actually like one of my favorites the country gentleman is is probably like the top favorite for me but a very close second is that little devil yeah just beautiful little pipe and i was actually i was reminded of it uh as i was kind of going through some old files we actually had somebody on facebook comment on a video of me fly fishing from a long time ago yeah, yeah. and i'm busting out my little devil in that and i'm like oh man i love that pipe where's that pipe? <laughs> <laughs> the little devils are great man golly they oh. come in a, um, a a cutty shape which is has a flat bottom it sits really easily and then an acorn shape uh and you know which just has uh, kind of a nice uh palm feel to it and uh really really uh handy pipes they're pocket size good travel pipe, pipe. pocket size pipes but for the size they have generous bowls and Absolutely. so uh it's just a great pipe you don't feel like you're uh kind of sacrificing um the amount of tobacco you can put in your pipe for the size of it and uh, uh, it's one of our one of our best sellers at the Country Squire. We try to keep them on hand because uh, folks always come in asking for a small pipe that uh, they can tuck away that would be um, you know just real handy for a trip or something. So, uh, man, the the little devil in both the Cuddy and the Acorn, you can get that at corncobpipe.com. Uh, our friends at uh, Missouri Meerschaum, of course, they do such a good job. And uh, if you're if you're tobacconist, a local pipe shop doesn't carry it. Uh, they're probably not worth their salt, but uh, <laughs> but be sure to ask them to stock that as well. So. So we really appreciate our friends at Missouri Mirror. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week is our second one from Rosh. Uh, Rosh says, are there pipes designs that are better for outdoor smoking than others? Uh, are there any designs that should be reserved for indoor smoking with no wind? Thanks, Country Squire. And again, that's from listener Rosh. Yeah. You know, I I guess you could go a, a few ways in this. Depends on how meticulous you are about caring for your pipes and all this kind of stuff. You know, it, you know yeah. So a, a lot of a lot of interesting opinions on this kind of thing, right? So you've got you've got pipes that are you know good for indoor and outdoor. Of course, we just spoke about our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That that would be the go-to pipe for an outdoor smoke, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredibly durable. Uh, takes takes wear uh, very well. It's yeah, like I said, that, I was fly fishing um, with it. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're not super uh, married to it. If 
if it winds up, uh, you know, dropping in the in the sink or Why something. I buy the ring for you know, then. Well, yeah, I know, I know, but at, <laughs> at the same time, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it, Missouri Mutual pipes are, they're inexpensive, right? right? And so right. you can get into another one real real quickly. Uh, I highly recommend those for for outdoor smoking. But um, you know, uh, other designs and types. Um, you know, if you live in a part of the country that's very windy, um, you know, if there's maybe a blizzard outside and you're you know going to your garage to enjoy a short smoke, uh, you know, in the midst of all that wind, uh, maybe you're on the beach or something. Uh, you know, I would probably avoid one of your more you know high end briars. Certainly anything with a thin bowl, a thin wall uh, on the bowl, because that wind can really uh, you know whip and and start uh, creating a whole lot of heat down in your bowl. Ooh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a good um, point. So you know, I, as far as everyday outdoor smoking, any pipe uh, suffices. Meerschaum pipes, um, you know, briar pipes, uh, you know, uh, in any type of pipe really on a on a on a day to day outdoor smoke. But if there is inclement weather, um, you know, if you're going to take your pipe outside and it's a really nice pipe, I'd probably, um, you know, if it's a nicer pipe and it's a briar, I'd probably. Um, you know, steer clear of keeping it outside for, you know, an extended period of time. So that that's just, you know, it, again, you have to use a judgment call on this kind of stuff. There's no hard and fast rule, but, you know, you don't want to be uh, in the wind a whole lot with, uh, you know, with a with a briar pipe, um, you know, if you if you want it to last. So a um, few minutes, that's one thing. Uh, an hour outside, uh, you know, with a briar in, you know, heavy wind conditions, it could uh, it could get ugly. And what's that style pipe? We've talked about it before, but like the front of the bowl, is like a little bit it's like raised up higher like almost a wind guard yeah it's a windshield pipe windshield pipe and that was actually started by dunhill a long time ago it's hard to find those things now you don't really really are don't really see a lot of carvers making that kind of stuff anymore uh which is interesting dunhill occasionally will come out with some but uh but they are uh are kind of rare so another thing too the wind cap obviously we talk about the little metal wind cap you can get one for a couple bucks at um at your pipe shop i think we we tend to have them i'm not sure if they're in stock right now but um you know that's going to help with the wind it'll uh you know help kind of cool that pipe down a little bit and also just help your uh you know tobacco from going out so no hard and fast rule on that um you know but um anyway you, you know just best practices are going to be kind of kind of up to you well great question ross and hey if you've got a pipe question of the week for us send it in show at country squire radio.com quick, quick fire with, with the squire, squire. Quickfire questions! Ow. All right, man. Quickfire questions coming in this week from Mike Kinsey. Yeah. Uh, man, we're about to get geeky up in here. You ready for this? Yeah, okay. All right. Firefly or Battlestar Galactica? Oh, man. Good question. Um, Five out of five, Battlestar Galactica. Wow. But I, I love that show. I, for whatever reason, I, I really connected with it. Don't know why. There's two of them, right? There's like an old one and a new one. Well, yeah. I, well, I, I I think that's right. Yeah, but the the new one um, with uh, 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 what's that captain's name? Um, Picard. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ed, Ed, Edward James. Uh, almost. almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he, he great job. I really enjoyed that. Firefly. It took me. It was hard for me to get into because of there's just so many different themes coming together in one show, and I kind of had trouble with the like asian pirate cowboy spaceman genre <laughs> interesting okay 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 yeah. um kind of a, a sci-fi shogun western in space it was just a little too much in firefly interesting for, for me yeah. i i love i love firefly I, yeah. that show i mean i i, I do i hate to say this because like i hate that it was canceled but i do understand why it was canceled in the sense that i get that it wasn't for everyone and the marketing machine really wasn't 
out there finding the audience until it was too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love that show. I think in, in many respects, it takes the best of what Star Wars is and kind of condenses it down and puts it through a little bit more of a rough and gritty. Like Star Wars is kind of a rough and gritty sci-fi, but Firefly takes it kind of to that next level. <laughs> and I like I like the whole, like like you said, the, the Shogun sci-fi uh, Western in space is, is very much fly fly. I, it, I, I love that. It's just a little too much. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah, without question. Yep. We, we don't hawk Trek here, if you've ever seen well, that, that now, movie. I, I'll be honest, I, I, I enjoy Star Trek. My, my wife has really uh, gotten me to like Star Trek. I, I've, I've recently gone through, finally, every single episode of The Next Generation, and it, it was good. It, That's like, a I, lot of TV. It was a lot of TV, yeah. I mean, we're talking several several years worth of TV, you know, but yeah. um, I, I enjoyed it. It was good, but... Um, I don't know. There's a there's a preachiness in Star Trek that sometimes kind of gets uh, it kind of kind of great on you a little bit, you know. Interesting. Um, that uh, that Star Wars doesn't have, and it's just Star Wars. I, I love Star Wars. I know. I mean, I know enough about Star Trek to be dangerous, but I know that I don't like Star Trek because the only Star Trek I like is the Star Trek that nobody that likes Star Trek likes, which is the. Um Voyager. I liked I liked Voyager, Voyager back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I thought that was a cool that was concept. Fair. No, that's good. But nobody no 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 apparent real Star Trek fan <laughs> likes Voyager, but I like Voyager. So that's how I know I don't like Star Trek. Uh all right, and then finally, ooh. Ooh, this, this is tough. this is this is good. Would you rather have a lightsaber or a transporter? Man, no disrespect to the lightsaber, obviously. Yeah. But but give me the transporter. I I, I don't know. I yeah. If the lightsaber comes with Jedi powers, because that's the thing, <laughs> unless you're a Jedi, you can't really do anything with a lightsaber. No, that's true. You can't really yeah. wield it. Um, I, I don't know. I do like those scenes where they stick the lightsaber through, like you know, a metal door to like, like cut some stuff know, open. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how often would you do that though? Oh, I locked the door again. <laughs> you know. Time to call the carpenter. Yeah. Uh, but even then, if you had the transporter, you could just transport to the other side. That's that's the thing, man. I, I don't know. I mean, gosh, who would not like to have a lightsaber? Uh, there's some hands that we would want to keep those out of but um <laughs> but but yeah i mean uh, golly it's a transporter for goodness sake yeah it's like it's gonna yeah. be about function over form for me as well you gotta go with the transporter yeah i mean i just think we could go to uh the chacon pipe factory in france and then be back by uh you know afternoon nap oh snap that's a game changer <laughs> all right mike kinsey thank you for those and hey if you've got some quick fire questions for us be sure to send them our way show at countrysquireradio.com again that's show at countrysquireradio.com dot com <laughs> Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. Uh, we got an iTunes review in from Ethan Ham. Says, uh, "Love you, bros. Uh, love you, bros. Keep up the best podcast. <laughs> love you, bros. Love you, bros. <laughs> I love it, man. Thanks so much for that, Ethan. Ethan, thanks, man. We appreciate it. We also got a, uh, a write-in as well from Jeff Demond. Diamond. That, sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to call you a demon. Uh, that's what just <laughs> happens when dyslexic reads words. Uh, Je- <laughs> Jeff D. Uh, Jeff Diamond. What did Jeff have to say? Yeah. Hey guys, I started listening to your podcast episodes and absolutely love them. I have even placed a few tobacco orders with the Country Squire. Hey." Uh, the bulk blends are so good. I would love to check out the episodes uh, live since I know they will be starting up again soon. Uh, what platform can I find it on uh, when you go live? Thanks. Jeff, great question. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. If you just search for Country Squire Radio on YouTube, you'll be able to find us there. If you subscribe, I do believe that if you subscribe to it, then it basically notifies you when we've got a, a live show coming up. Yeah. I, d- I don't know all the rules about YouTube. I know there's like a bell that if you click that, then it's supposed to like let you know 
like, but but I don't know how the bell is different from the subscribe. We're really bad at YouTube. We're we're podcasters, <laughs> and uh, but po- we'll, podcasters first. And although, you, although we love YouTube, yeah, even yeah, though we don't know a lot about it. But we're we're trying to figure it out. But anyway, so yes, the live show is available on YouTube, or if you just go to countrysquireradio.com at noon Central Time uh, next week, you'll be able to actually stream it there. the The actual player is embedded on the website, so yeah. it's super simple. You just watch it right there, and and you're good to go. The key is on most Mondays uh, is twelve noon, uh, high noon central yes unless the plague unless we have the uh you know the yeah the bubonic plague (coughs) right on right on schedule with that um and hey, by the way, if anybody wants to tune in live, they absolutely can. Again, that's countrysquireradio.com. Uh, noon Central Time is the place to do it. Uh, or if you happen to be in the area, you could also come into the shop and see us do what it is we do. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun for everyone. Uh, you know, the, the only good thing that I can think of coming out of us having to push back by a week is that uh, Brian Levine had his whole posse ready to come in Speedos with, uh, <laughs> with signs that they were going to hang out behind us. And so I can just imagine right now that while you're here in studio, that back at the shop, is a bunch of uh, uh, semi-naked guys with uh, yeah with with, with signs D- doing their best uh, speedoed Brian Levine impression yeah yeah which is which is really that's all you need I'm I'm thrilled by this and honestly I think uh, you know this might be given another week you will be back in the shop next week uh, you know that that'll give more people time to prepare that's good yeah, ma- yeah. Ma- I don't know maybe some people even though it's too late for the custom cop competition maybe some people will have a, a Brian Levine figurine and a speedo on uh, you know maybe riding let's, let's a, not do riding that. the custom cop. Wow. Or, wow. or, or yeah, I, I, let your let your imagination go wild. <laughs> or don't. It's fine. Uh, of course, uh, that can be found at countrysquireradio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore countrysquire. And of course, the show's handles at Squire Radio. But all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. All right, man. Well, awesome interview. Dude, had fun. It was great. Always love uh, hanging out with the guys from Law DC. Absolutely. And uh, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.